22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. Why is the salsa right in front of me? Is this like a message, guys? Why did you bring the salsa over with the bag of chips? Yeah, was that a message? <laughs> really, it should not be in front of you because you spill. <laughs> As was evident by the beer. Uh, 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 and was evident by Studio Square, which is another story for another time. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 34. I am one of your hosts, The Cap, here with MFG, the guy who busts my chops all the time, even when we're off the podcast, Mike the Finance Guy. Bow wow wow, yippee yo, yippee yay, bow wow, yippee yo, yippee yay. That's the blackest you've ever sounded. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't even with any kind of a, a, yeah, an accent. You didn't even put bass in, in nope, your voice. No, I just wanted to say it. <laughs> and the guy who also comes in late once in a blue and chose today to do so, Archie Square or off the tech. Yippee ki motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> wow, such language. Yeah, he's just angry. <laughs> <laughs> and joining our panel today... Bringing him back another time is our DC correspondent, also my good cousin, Chuoy. Thank, good to be back, guys. <laughs> oh, he's, such a nice, he's such a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till we get warmed up and start talking about the stuff we talk about today. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, all right. So, um, wow. I'm like, wow, what, what do we talk about? We could talk about how late Ralph got here so us can see the movie oh, today. Oh, here we go. What are you what? talking about? Listen, I'm still angry. <laughs> it was a good thing. We got to see it in IMAX 3D for the same price. Or we could have seen it in no 3D for $6 cheaper than the regular price. <laughs> so there's that side too. What they're referring to is usually, I mean, now we've kind of made it a habit of all the newer movies that are coming out that we're interested in. We'll catch it either Friday night or Saturday morning. So we had made a deal that we're going to make it for the matinee um, viewing of Maleficent, which we'll talk about in the second half of the show. And um, Ralph took his time getting there his sweet ass time <laughs> listen i don't control traffic all right it's not my fault you guys travel by this magical contraption called the train i i travel right? by foot by, by, by foot by yeah foot. <laughs> i'm there in front i'm like i'm the first one here that's weird <laughs> never heard of these feet things that you call them <laughs> so so i call mike i'm like yo mike where are you he goes i'm waiting for ralph <laughs> Yeah, because you're like, well, where are you? I'm like, I'm in my apartment. And you're like, um, why aren't you here? <laughs> so, so enough bitching and complaining. Let's do some bitching and complaining about some nerd stuff. Nerd stuff, excuse me. Let's wow. go to the quick news. And now, the quick news with Mike, the finance guy, and Ralph and Kat. Hey, you know, today, I think I'm not going to bash DC as much as I usually bash what? DC. What? I'm just tired <laughs> I'm not saying that I won't have anything about them. I'm just too tired to bash them. <laughs> you don't have the energy? It's, it's also an easy target. <laughs> You're like a mom. Like You pissed me off enough. Today, I'm just going to leave you alone for today. Yeah. I mean, I got some interesting stuff here. So uh, You hear that? It's the, the executives of DC. They're rejoicing. <laughs> <laughs> and they all sound like 17-year-olds, which explains their writing. <laughs> that would really explain it. All right. So let's jump into some news. Okay. Marvel Comics says, it's my toy and I can do whatever I want with it. Why is that? Because according to comic book resources and some anonymous sources, uh, Marvel is planning to put the Fantastic Four and Ultimate FF on an unspecified hiatus. The powers that be in the House of Ideas believe that continuing to promote the books would bolster 20th Century Fox's films. The Famous Four would still show up in other books, just not under its own eponymous series. Um, Bleeding Cool News also claims to have an in-house instruction sheet distributed to sketch artists, um, to the sketch, 
card artist working on Marvel's 75th anniversary trading card set that the following characters are off limits. Mr. Fantastic, the Invisible Woman, the Thing, Human Torch, Doctor Doom, Galactus, Silver Surfer, the Watcher, and the Scrolls. Marvel hmm. does not appear to have any plans to restrain X-Men related books and merchandising. However, Marvel's senior vice president, Tom Brevoort, mocks the assertion as ridiculous. Um, I guess it's a good thing that uh, Marvel and Sony have a little bit better relationship with Spider-Man. Yeah, I was about to say. So, I mean, whether or not it's completely true or not, you know, we get different sources claiming that this is true, that they're hearing it from people that work at Marvel or whatever. But, I mean, if that's, but at the same time, with the Fantastic Four, I, I almost agree with them. I mean, I mean, not so much not producing the comics, but, I mean, if this movie, if this tanks, it can't help their sales. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, and it's funny because, I mean, we've all been on, on, or at least I've been on eggshells wondering what's going to happen next with this whole FF and especially how they're kind of bastardizing the franchise yeah. now. They're kind of really ruining the essence of what the Fantastic Four is about. Yeah. Well, to me, it's, it's also both sides. I mean, think about it. If the show, if the movie's a flop, I mean, it doesn't necessarily destroy a comic, but it's not going to help it. But if it's a success, are we just going to walk in and Johnny's going to be black? <laughs> I mean, like, is that the next step? Like, it's such a huge success that, like, suddenly they're they're pressured. They're gonna say, you know, they're gonna say he found the mirror from Lock and Key, and he got switched. Oh, oh. <laughs> love love Lock and Key. Hate he, Fantastic Four. He flamed on without his flame retardant suit, and he just charcoaled over. <laughs> wow, where's the racist bell? Uh, do we have a racist bell? We should have one. <laughs> no, that's not the racist bell. That's the Granny Bell, wasn't it? <laughs> Let's go with a gong. Uh, yeah, okay, we'll go over the line. We'll yeah, that was over the line. We'll take that. All right, so anyhow, some more news here. This one you'll find completely unbelievable and probably should. George W. Bush has been officially, not officially, announced to play Thanos in the upcoming Guardians of the Galaxy movie. What? All right, I'm just kidding. James Brolin. It, it's Josh, it's Josh, Josh Brolin. Brolin. <laughs> Josh Brolin, who played W in the film. Uh, he will most likely portray the death-obsessed overlord in the summer blockbuster and continue to portray the Mad Titan into the Avengers 3 film. But this is still circulating the rumor mill at this time, so this is not 100%. This is just pretty hard rumor. It's funny because the rumor the rumor mill had, had changed from Schwarzenegger to Brolin. Oh, gosh, Schwarzenegger, come Schwarzenegger. on. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I forgot what I'll show you later on. It was, it was one of the websites that said they were talking about Schwarzenegger playing um, Thanos. Oh, that would be horrible. Yeah. I mean, not I even just... I mean, first of all, he never loses his accent, so... Guardians of the Galaxy, do you... Re- I won't even try. <laughs> Get your ass to my infinity glove. <laughs> no, you, you sound like a, a German Nazi there. Um, Schwarzenegger? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And now we apologize to Schwarzenegger. Please don't come and kill us. Don't be back. (laughs) I'll be back. We're not in California. We're safe. We're not DC. (laughs) Quick, you just run up these steps now. I mean, that would kill him. He's out of shape now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, great. Now I'll probably run into him later. Right. (laughs) I was listening to your podcast. (laughs) You're like, what? You're listening to our podcast? That is awesome. Can I get your autograph? (laughs) (laughs) All right. More news. For a show about the fastest man alive, it certainly took a long time to find out this news. Fanboys and fangirls can now rest easy. John Wesley Shipp, who played Flash in a 1990 CBS series, has been tapped to play Henry Allen, father of CW's Flash. Yeah. Now, whether or not this character will be recurring has not been announced. Heard about that. Yeah, I was kind of hoping, though, that he would be the reverse Flash, only because I think it would be cool for him to play a bad version of what he was. Right. Which was a bad show. Isn't he kind of but a great show. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, who says the reverse Flash has to be young? He's reverse. That's He's older. definitely true. Yeah, I mean, but I always felt reverse Flash was a little bit older. Yeah, I mean, you always got the opinion that he was older. Like he was like he was a scientist for a while. Not that he just jumped right. into being a scientist. So I always thought that reverse Flash was older. 
They always, they always drew him looking old. Yeah, he looked older. He too, had yeah. he had a receding hairline. Yeah, I also think I that, thought he was older. Just I think that was that. part of their quote unquote reverse part. Like you know, Barry's young, he's older. You know. Oh, wait till we get to our subject. <laughs> wait till we get to the first part of the show. Speaking about reverse uh, and everything being great in reverse. Uh, we'll, we'll hold off no. on that part for a little bit. <laughs> it's a good lead in, but we still have more quick news. Missed opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> just a couple more to go. All right, Archie Comics may not swiftly integrate the Great American Melting Pot, but it gets around to it eventually. The world was first introduced to Riverdale's most beloved ginger in Pep Comics number 22 in 1941. 30 years later in 1971, Riverdale had its first black character, Chuck Clayton. And five years later, he could finally go out on a date when Comics introduced the first black female, Nancy Woods. Yeah, but black, guys, really, don't, but black guys only date white girls anyway, but go ahead. <laughs> not, not in Riverdale, they don't. <laughs> not for fear of death. <laughs> so they introduced Nancy Woods, who's not related to Tiger. Um, in 2010, Veronica found out that her bodacious tatas didn't work on the uber-hot new kid, Kevin Keller, because he was gay. And now, 73 years after its first pressing, Archie meets Harper, Veronica's multiracial, wheelchair-bound fashion designer cousin. The character is making notes because she was inspired by real-life Toronto-based children's author, Joel Katz, whose books have inspired children with disabilities for over several years. Wait. I was gearing up for a joke too. Damn! Now you're fucking up with. It. She's an actual person who does really good stuff. Damn! How, like, you, how are you multiracial? What is she like? You know, half black, half white, half. Maybe, I wonder half if she's Asian, be, half black. I wonder if she's going to how be many halves can you have? Well, if two. I remember math, only two. Half, exactly. Well, I said half white or half black. You know, you're going to say another half. But no, I said oh, more no. half. You know, half. There are more. There are more whatever. versions. I wonder Damn, if I'm wondering, wondering, count. I'm wondering if um, they'll actually make her like maybe uh, like um, you know part Latino or something like that only because there aren't any. So she's biracial. Multiracial. Uh, multiracial. But she's a woman. But, but again, two. Well, okay. Well, how about the person that's part black? They're part German. They're part Dutch because of their heritage. That's multiracial. That's multiracial. Right. Well, that's how, <laughs> you just asked how you could have multi parts. <laughs> Um, I never mind. But, but to answer your question, all right, the reason, all right, Cap, get that dictionary over there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, I'll tell you the reason why um, there's no Latinos in Riverdale because we haven't done any kitchen scenes yet. <laughs> yeah, this is truth. I mean, like I was looking down all their character lists before I was writing that part up, and there are a couple of, and I mean, like they have like main characters, mm-hmm. supporting characters, um, auxiliary characters, and then like some other. Like, I forgot even how they put it, and it was like. There were two Latinos, and they were like the sub-supporting characters that have been in the Archie comics. So, you know, you're, you're still waiting to hit the Riverdale. I guess you guys aren't enough to be in the Those suburbs. are the ones that, like, if you look close in a panel, really small, at a distance, you see two kids tagging a wall. Those are them. <laughs> I, thought, I thought they were going to be playing wall ball or handball or something like that. Wall ball. Wow. You just showed your age there, yeah. MFG. We, I'm from Philadelphia. Back That's in what we called it. We called we it wall ball back then. Wall ball. Oh, my God. Okay. We called it wall ball. We didn't use no sticking paddles like the kids do now. Oh, we didn't use paddles. We just, used it, our it, hands. It, it would be handball, but we called it wall ball. Oh, okay. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. Last piece of news. Marvel and Netflix have announced the star of 2015's Daredevil series. Charlie Cox will play Matt Murdock, who is a blind attorney by day and a blind superhero by night. If you're wondering, Matt Murdock is also blind during the afternoon when he can often be found wearing a blazer and tight red leather pants during that transitional um, phase. But anyhow, that's neither here nor there. Extra credits go to the good movie lovers and fantasy nerds alike who like Charlie Cox as Tristan Thorne from the 2007 movie Stardust. Love that film. Never saw it. Stardust. It's a great movie. It's a stripper name. That's that movie <laughs> now, De Niro was in. 
Uh, now come to the stage, yes, no. Stardust. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is a fantasy film. This was written by Neil Gaiman, but uh, De Niro's not in it, is he? Is it? I no. think he is. No, no, Michelle Pfeiffer's in it, though. Yeah, De Niro's in that. Really? Oh. Oh, oh yeah. wait, wait, wait. You're, you're right. He was the pirate captain. Yes, he That's yeah. why I forgot. This just he sounds was, like he was, he was the he was was he gay or was he just a crossdresser? He was gay. Uh, he was the gay pirate captain. I forgot all about that. I forgot completely. Yeah, it's a great film. He um, but for if you never saw Stardust, he, um, Charlie Cox was also in HBO. Um, he was the, he was Owen Sleater in seasons two and three of Boardwalk Empire. For those of you that are HBOs, that's where I know. HBO. Oh, okay. there you go. So yeah, you are an HBO. I, I am an HBO. Absolutely. <laughs> and that is all the news I have. Okay. Anybody else have anything to add on quick news before we keep going? No. Nope. Wait, no. Bueller. Bueller. For once, oh, wait. I do have a piece to add. Oh. <laughs> um, are we going to schedule a trip to go to the was it the Avenger experience or the Avenger? Avengers. Yes. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. I um, don't know. What? I just don't I'll know. I'll go with you. Thank I, you. I'll I'll go, <laughs> I, 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 I'm not going to lie. The 12 year old in me still lives. I, I, part of me wants to see it. Part of me is also like, what's the expense of this going to be? <laughs> Do we know anything about that? It couldn't be worse than a bad movie that we've seen. There I somehow think that would be costing more than a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now, is this Avenger experience? I'm trying to remember. Or they call it something else. Avenger Station or something like that. And um, one of the wait, guys... Wait, wait. But Avenger Station, I think, is different. Isn't that just at like yeah, the one, they, these Discovery are two different things. Yeah, You're yeah. not talking about that live action thing, are you? No, no, no. no, no. Oh, I'm talking okay. about the Discovery Channel. Oh, well, that's different. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Oh, now you want to go. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. He's like, Discovery Channel. already sold the, tickets, the yeah. world, world difference. I want to see that. It's Discovery Channel. Seems educational. MFG is down. Hey, there you go. <laughs> All right, yeah, well, that was the only quick news I had because I saw that um, on the train the other day. I'm like, this is different than the whole Avenger experience they're doing in Barclays Center. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah so I, which oh, I, I didn't even know about that. Oh, it's gonna, that's a whole other thing, yeah. Wow. Right. Yeah, they're, they're, but they're opening up Barclays Center and they're putting like this amusement park for a week inside. Oh, when, when is that starting? That's like July, that's like July and um, August. Uh, end of July, beginning of August, something like that. Oh, that's so got plenty of time to it's in investigate that. It's in August. <laughs> All right, so now, now we're done with the quick news. Good news. Um, good luck. Good luck. Good, good job. Luck. Good luck. Good job, MSG. Now let's get to segment one of the podcast. So we decided we're not only going to slander some movies, we're going to talk about comic book series that are coming out. And being that one just finished, a couple of weeks ago is why we invited Troy back onto the show because Troy said, yo, the minute that, that series finishes, I definitely want to be on the show. I want to see what you guys think. It's a good and, thing he didn't say as soon as that finishes with a good ending. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so just to let the fans know what we're talking about, what we're talking about is the DC miniseries that seemed like it took forever. Forever Evil. It didn't seem like it took forever. It did take forever. It's yes. seven issues and it took them, what, Eight nine months to finish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After six, I was like anticipating seven, and then it didn't come out. Yeah, I kept looking for it. Then I just forgot about it. Then you think you told me I was like, seven is coming out next week? I was like, didn't it already come out? <laughs> you, you you just made up an ending that you were satisfied with in your mind. I had to do something to compensate for the you know the pure incompetence of DC. They can't get a book out. I mean, they know they're they're putting this out. Why it took? Uh, and does anybody have a reason why they didn't? So I would say after reading it, sheer embarrassment. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this crap. Oh. I'm going to try something. And now with the synopsis of Forever Evil is MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. Do we have a toilet flushing uh, sound effect? No? No. We, we can not. invest in one. <laughs> I got to get the crickets too. Okay. All right. This is going to be down and dirty. Jeff Johns has done it again by making something crappy for DC. Um, <laughs> <laughs> following hot off the heels of Trinity War, um, 
Forever Evil was basically about the crime syndicate and what they were doing after the events of Trinity War in our world and without our heroes mostly in that world. We get the chance to find out that Batman... Owlman. <laughs> and Owlman. <laughs> we found out that, that Batman is gotten kind of lame written in that Jeff Johns story. I mean, he was all right, but... Uh, Oh, he was oh. very lame. Yeah, he was pretty much lame in the story. So I mean, when you're you get is, orders you got a bunch of villains. Yeah. Like, come on. You have a bunch well, of it, you have a bunch of villains. That made sense, actually. Well, it made bit. no sense that Batman was stand, standing. Can there. I finish this synopsis? Go ahead, <laughs> so anyhow, we have to find out what happens in the world when the heroes are all gone in Firestorm's head, and the world has to <laughs> to make sense without it. I forgot. There we go. Hold on, hold on. Warning: This segment may contain spoilers. So Mike. Alone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now that we've got it out there, we got a synopsis. And if you hear that sound, that's the wings of Mike winging it. <laughs> I was totally winging that. He, Mike was like, I'm not even going to write a synopsis. And obviously, Mike hated it. How <laughs> <laughs> did you tell? <laughs> All right. So let's, let's get into it, boys. All right. Um, Forever Evil, Crime Syndicate comes back to our earth and opens up by spoilers. Revealing that Dick Grayson is Nightwing. Well, that's not a spoiler. That was a part of the Trinity War. Where were you? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no it, was part, it was Forever Evil One. For was that the one? I thought that was yeah. the end. Forever for Evil. Oh, that's right. For the, the Trinity for War ended. Actually, they, that's right. Trinity War ended with them with, being knocked out. What we should start with is that the end of Trinity War. We had no idea that they were that the crime syndicate was coming back. We everything was focused on this box, right? That, uh, but Pandora's no, the, box. No, but the end of Trinity War at, was right, the crime syndicate end, coming we had, through. Right. We had no no idea that that box. Was a doorway into right. we, you know, and that was the big reveal at the end of Trinity War. Right, that that and was the Trinity. Everything was in threes, and that the three stood for Earth three, which stood for with, the yeah, which the no Earth where that. everyone is anti whatever they normally are. Right, and what's funny is that they can't. We we thought that we see the Crime Syndicate. Well, we think we were going to see a fight between the Crime Syndicate and the Justice League. And they quickly took that away from us. By in issue one. In issue one. So well, no, that they took away. Well, they kind of took that away at the end of Trinity War. Because remember, that ends with them coming through the gate and basically they knocked out the Justice League. Yeah. No, but then they say the Justice League is dead in the beginning of Forever Evil 1. Because right. they're knocked out, but you're not thinking they're dead. So when, when right. Ultraman proclaims, the Justice League is dead, the world is ours. I was like, did I miss something? Was there like a mini issue in between? <laughs> <laughs> did I fall asleep on the train That again? should have been your first warning. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? And then to have Dick Grayson captured and all this other stuff, I just felt like I missed so much. And I was like, okay, maybe they'll explain it later, hopefully. I mean, how could they possibly capture a non-powered kid that's only less super than Batman? I don't understand how they could what? capture this. It sounds impossible. With a guy that's Superman from another universe, Wonder Woman from another universe, you the know, Flash. The Flash. What, what made Richard Grayson think that it was a good idea to attack the woman who pulled off a door? To us, Arkham Asylum. <laughs> what did he think he was gonna do? Throw a batarang and then subdue her? Well, he like, thought that, that, well, that was the first. <laughs> well, he, he thought that after um, Infinite Crisis, where he managed to survive an explosion that killed Superboy, <laughs> that pretty much he was indestructible by that point. Well, you, know? you gotta understand Nightwing's fighting style. It's about twenty percent skill and eighty percent luck. All right, that's how it works. Or eighty percent cockiness, either way, right? Because I mean, there's something. It's about eighty percent hair gel. So <laughs> it's really, it's really all. It you're is. calling him the DC Universe huh? long shot. Well, <laughs> wow! Oh, okay, I got it. Got it. <laughs> well, well, well. Now, because um, from issue one, you, I mean, I agree with Troy. There's a part where you're like, okay, what time does the Justice League show up? So you're waiting, and meanwhile, they're, they're building up all the villains of our universe, right. you know, versus the um, the Crime Syndicate, and watching, you know, 
the the, the villains band together, except for maybe Cyborg and Batman, and right. you know that's it. And, and it's like, and like you said, you're waiting to find out when the Justice League going to show up. Now, this is a spoiler that really isn't a spoiler since it doesn't affect anything. When do they show up? Issue seven. <laughs> so and just my, letting you know, and they just show up, and they, they just, don't do they, anything. They, they, just, they clean up. They literally clean up. Basically, you know. it's like watching those night. See, I remember back in the day when you used to have those '90s movies of hip hop artists, and they would like try to make a movie like "Who's the Man," and they were like, and starring Queen Latifah, and they would say starring Queen Latifah, but she had like a cameo role. She turned around, she'd be like, "Hi," and that would be it for her. <laughs> it's like, come on, really? So that's the way the Justice League showing up felt. Unless yeah. you picked up Justice League, which I know that you guys are not into no. picking up ancillary books and all that other stuff. I picked up one or two. Uh, you what, saying what? What you got there, Troy? I picked up one or two issues, but mainly just to see what happened to Cyborg. Because during the early issues of this run, uh, a new character is introduced. His name is Grid, who is actually the, the Cyborg portion of uh, Victor Stone. And he's corrupted and he separates himself from Victor Stone and they live... Victor Stone is like half, literally half a man, half a cyborg. I, I was like half. You, was you're like, giving him that much credit? Well, again, again, <laughs> He's re- more like a quarter man. Well, again, yeah. our review of Trinity War, that's when that happened. That literally Grid rips himself out of basically all, if mostly all of the um, technical parts of Cyborg. So he just shreds him. And then somehow the Green Lantern's able to bubble him and hold him until Batman gets him to safety. And I'm like, I still don't understand that. <laughs> well, they said because he doesn't have blood running through him, it's like synthetic something. So it's like the synthetic protein or whatever that he has in him ah, okay. kept keeps him alive for a while until they get into his uh, his dad. Oh, sounded like synthetic writing more than anything. <laughs> it sounds, sounds like Ralph's gonna give us six claws. I win. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna give you six tanks. How about that one? Wow. <laughs> oh, we'll see. We'll see. Six tanks to the face. Oh yeah. All right. So you know. So uh, I'm sorry. I'm about to say. So Dick Grayson uh, is unmasked on. Worldwide TV, or at least United States-wide TV, um, unmasked and said to be Dick Grayson. And uh, nobody seems to figure out that Batman's Batman as Bruce Wayne. Whoa. After oh, that. Not no, 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 no. I'm, talk, I'm talking about does. the populace that would just simply go, huh. You know, Dick Grayson was the ward of Batman. I'm pretty sure the populace <laughs> is too busy fleeing for their lives than to yeah, wonder, uh, like, Oh crap! Crap! We're being chased. But, Wait a second. That's Dick Grayson. And maybe, you know, Dick Grayson but, and Bruce but, Wayne. But together. did you notice that the populace, oh, crap, the populace wasn't me. fleeing anywhere? They were just kind of like, eh, we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> they were, they were just like, eh, we're fucked. You know, like it's not. There's, what, where are you going to run? We'll just go to the other planet that Mister Fantastic made. That's on the other side of the sun. No duh. Yeah. <laughs> yes, all of you Marvel people know what I'm talking about, oh, and don't God. deny it. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. As I hide my four on my chest, <laughs> the Fantastic Four. They invented. They they created an Earth that's the exact same size, weight, and dimension of our Earth. What do they make it out of? Materials from Earth. But wouldn't that be all the materials? Stop asking questions. <laughs> I'm sure they got something from space. <laughs> it's funny you say stop asking questions. I'm like, yeah, that's probably how people felt about Forever Evil. Yeah. <laughs> so, so tell me about this Ultraman because now we're going to go into like the other issues. Let's start talking about Ultraman. So he comes from a universe where they shot him into space because every, um, the, 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 the world was going to be destroyed and everybody's fighting for, for a shuttle instead of being calm you know, like in the other universe. It's the complete opposite of Superman. Wait a minute. <laughs> so yeah. what are you trying to say? Well, are you saying Mom, Pa, Ken? Oh, wait. They're addicts and they're younger, and Pa is beating the fuck out of Ma Kent when yeah. Superman lands. And, and su- Superman is a, uh, a wreck. Uh, what is it? A shut in. He's a shut in, and only once he discovers kryptonite does he become stronger. Well, I think that if they're going to do a reverse origin of Superman, then that means that he has to be an adult when he leaves Krypton. And in the, to get to the, the, the escape rocket, I think he should do a Bugs Bunny dress up as a woman. 
<laughs> Pardon me, women first. <laughs> well, it's funny because because we, we're talking about um, reverse order and all that stuff. Um, what's interesting is that you would think that maybe they did it once or twice as a mechanism for their writing, but no, every single villain or every single um, person from the crime syndicate is the exact opposite. Yeah, of- except for Wonder Woman, she wasn't Steve Trevor, oddly enough. <laughs> no, it was Lois Lane. Yeah, actually, did, they, did they even go into her origin? They, they say she's an Amazon. She, well, it's Lois. Well, it is Lois. First of all, she mentions she's right. an Amazon, but they don't actually no, show her. They origin, don't. Right? She, but she's also Superwoman. Like she's more Superwoman than she is Wonder Amazon. Woman. Yeah, like you know. But I mean, no, they don't get into it. And it kicked. Yeah, and, and, and it was just funny because, like, I'm sorry, I understand that you're trying to bring over this old team from back in the when, when did the crime syndicate first come out did you say old oh, or moldy like 60s <laughs> 60s so i understand the, the names are like i mean they're lame owl man Ultraman, power ring really really you yeah, go power around, ring is my favorite one because oh it's like God. that's the name you came up with right no but honestly i mean come on he's how do you have him as a villain when he doesn't even want to be one he's like oh my god the ring is killing me but by the way i mean i know i glossed over a lot of issues but how exactly does he charge that? Because evidently he dreaded charging this ring. But I never noticed how they, exactly he charged it. That was so horrible. They show it. And it yeah, but they kept and building the ring, up to it. The ring was asking him to recharge. Yeah. But, but remember, he was, dramatic. he was dramatic. Like, I mean, all, like, you know, two-inch, you know, letters written in double bold lighting. You know, I don't like charging this. I'm afraid to charge this thing. And I'm like, well, how do you charge it? He has to go <laughs> into the bathroom and violently masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> the whole the whole introduction Wait, himself or someone else. <laughs> Hold on, Bell. Himself you. or someone else. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that might explain why he was dreading this. <laughs> you know, it, the whole introduction was like a big missed opportunity for yeah. for, for DC because I mean, it, with the new Fifty Two, they were able to reintroduce heroes and just start from scratch. And that whole concept of reversing. It's really bad. It's so 1950s. You know, the idea that everyone is just the the, a planet of people with reverse personalities. It's just like lame. Troy's going on record as saying a missed opportunity, which I respect. I'm going to go on record as saying a fucked opportunity. You fucked the opportunity in its ass because, you know, you could have still found ways. Thank you. (laughs) You could have still found ways of cleaning it up. And they just I mean, I guess it must have been like, you know, we're already doing this. Stay with it, even though we're kind of realizing it's not working as well. Fuck it. We got to go all the way through with it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's also just one of these things. It's like the New 52 is coming up on three years in September. Um, and when you think of all the, the rich history that they have had no other choice to just throw in the garbage, I mean, which is just horrible that DC is thrown away now. But of all the characters that they have not brought back, you felt the need to bring back the crime syndicate first. <laughs> like, that's the one that gets <laughs> that was the one that was just like, you know, laying yeah. awake at night. I have to bring someone back. The crime syndicate. Owl man must be seen. You know. <laughs> Well, you you got to get all the shit out of the way before you could get the good stuff. Oh my god, I don't know what's about. That was a big old log turd. I don't know. I don't know what's back. What's up there now? In the midget toilet. Yeah. Well, remember, I mean, they had villains mouth, so you know, Which led up to forever evil. Yeah. You so, know. so they had to get rid of all that crap. Oh, and that was crap. And For, oh, oh. villains mouth was villains mouth. I, villains month made me feel like someone ran up on me, grabbed me from the bag, took my money, took my credit card. 
took my sneakers, <laughs> came back, kicked me. <laughs> for not, ran, having, for not ran, having better sneakers. Ran back on down the block, went to the ATM, took some more money out, came back, kicked me again, and then went on the train and went home with my Metro card. And, bu- and bought those comics. <laughs> and, <laughs> and as the train doors were closing, yelling, your mother. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's how, that's how villains above me. Yeah, and I stole your dog. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's just funny because I was just hoping for more. And even though, I mean, Mike from like the first time, he goes, I'm not even reading the yeah. rest of Forever Evil. I made either issue two or three, and I stopped for six months. <laughs> there know? were things I did like about it. Okay. Oh, okay. Go, go, go right ahead. We're, we're trashing it, but there were certain things. Like, one, I did like, I didn't like that the Justice League didn't fight the crime syndicate. Yeah. But in lieu of the fact that we had the villains fighting, I did like that they made some of them look badass. Yeah. You know, Sinestro came, and Sinestro did not play. Even with his big shoulder pass from the 1990s? <laughs> what was up with on that? Cor- what's the name of his planet? Corrigar? Yeah. On Corrigar, Cor- they're in fashion. I guess so. <laughs> he's, he's the height. He's the, he's the height of you know fashion. right? Well, Try telling him he's not in fashion. When, <laughs> when you're the ruler of a whole planet, whatever you wear is in fashion. Well, okay, I, I'll that, tell you what's lame. Actually, but actually, though, I have to say, though, he could wear that because he has no fear. <laughs> <laughs> as cool as I thought seeing Sinestro actually kill somebody... Uh, what was really kind of lame was Batman having a Sinestro ring, putting it on for two seconds, and then it ran out of power. Yeah. yeah. Well, he said it, he did start off that it was low on battery energy, well, which I didn't know how he knew. I didn't know it was that low. Yeah. He, he was able to put it on, change his uniform, and he was like, okay, here's a bat. Like, well, yeah, that, that, was that was the lame the, that, thing. That was the lamest part. He shot a bat out, and then it was like, oh, he's done. I'm like, uh, really? power. Gotta get, look out. Batman, <laughs> Batman's go. one, of the, one of the largest strategists there are in the DC universe, and of all things you think to shoot somebody with with a power ring is a bat. A it's like, yellow like, bat. Like, like, a big, like a big blast of energy wouldn't have just been the first thing I would have thought of. Yeah, stage fright. I mean, everybody's a lot of stage fright once in a while. Jesus, that was Talk to somebody you like right now. Uh, hey. <laughs> We've all done it. You want to see my bat? <laughs> no. <laughs> What's crazy though is how Sinestro's like, listen, Batman, if you ever try to use one of our rings again, let me know because I would really want you on the team. <laughs> you know, he makes a pitch for him. He's like, you know, this is my elevator pitch. You know, yeah. you, you could do well with a yellow ring. He's like, what's, <laughs> you, what's look ironic, good, you look good in yellow. What's <laughs> ironic is that you fear that this actually, uh, you actually fear the power that it, would, uh, that it would grant you because, you know, something along uh, those, those lines. Yeah. Like, you yeah. fear what would, you would really be good at. Yeah. All right. What else did you like, Troy? Captain Cold killing Johnny Quick because Johnny Quick really, of all of the crime syndicate, he was the one that was really irking my nerves. Well, yeah, he was he was very annoying. He's very annoying, and I like the how how Captain Cold, who really all he has is a gun. When when you read uh, Johnny Quick's speech, uh, the speech bubbles, do you read it fast also? For right. some reason, right? I do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sure, like the Flash. I always read the Flash's speed bubbles fast. I don't know why. I, I don't know why, I dude. I, was, I, I don't know. For some reason, like I was compelled to read it fast. But, but of course, I mean, just a quick aside, though, any, any of the speeches, so I mean, it's not too much off the topic, but uh, particularly the Flash, whenever I'm reading that, I'm like, well, everyone understood what he said, but he's running, like, you know, three times the speed of sound at this point, and he's already at his destination. He's still talking, and all I would think is he would, they would hear something like, and don't forget... <laughs> but they always are like oh the flash said so and so I'm like I don't think you would have understood a word he said he has a special calm that speeds it up for everybody else you mean slows it down whatever <laughs> okay, another thing I like uh, Ted Cord got introduced into the DC universe yeah. yes, yes, I, no, I'm not I, a big I Blue did. Beetle fan but the, the you know how he was introduced 
was kind of cool because of the the story opens with Luthor talking to Ted's father. And not, basically, not, not for long. <laughs> not for long. <laughs> and basically, Luthor's like really putting it to him. Like, you're going to sell your company to me because of X, Y, Z. He's basically telling him, I'm going to ruin everybody if you don't do this. Oh, well, he was literally going to like, what, sell his wife into like, like oh, porn he, slavery no, or something? No, no, no. no. It was some he weird says, thing. Tell him what he says. He says, I will uh, introduce your wife to someone who will take her away. Right? Break her make, heart. Make her fall in love with him and then break her heart. After, um, she I get just, your kid hooked. Yeah, after her, her kid gets hooked on, on drugs, drugs like that, yeah. he commits suicide, and then she decides to take her own life afterwards. After she says all that. said, very matter yeah. of fact. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, if I was, if I was, you know, Ted Cord's dad, I'd have been like, and then he's like, challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> he's a businessman. How much you really think he gives a damn about his folks? <laughs> well, that harkens back to an old John Byrne issue where Luthor did that to some random person. Probably he met in in a. In, an, in, in a, a diner, in a diner. Yes. yes, exactly. You I, remember that? Story? I have the issues with the Joker on the cover. Right. Issue. Yes. yes, and he ruins this woman just and for no other reason, just for his own amusement. So that that really kind of rang true, and I thought that it was kind of interesting that they decided to use Luthor. Well, well, to take go from that point where Luthor is ready to ruin somebody, and then he changes his tune when he sees that you know what. Uh, you know, super, the Justice League's not here, and somebody's got to do something. This we we also get to see the height of of how much of an egomaniac Luthor is. So, this is uh, DC's version of trading places, just about. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just as funny. Oh wow! <laughs> oh wow! I didn't realize you didn't like um, trading places. Nah, there, I've Mike. seen parts of it. It's fine. He doesn't like Eddie Murphy because he's black. Because <laughs> he's black. <laughs> was, it, was there anything else that stood out for you for 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 you liking it before we go slander it? What else? Did I, well, I, I I'm not happy about Luthor being in the Justice League, but I did like that Luthor uh, played such a big role. I didn't like the, that he kept kissing Batman's ass for absolutely absolutely zero no reason. Basically, well, you know, he liked antagonizing. Him. Yeah. I don't think he was kicking, kissing his ass. It was he, just it was just so strange. It was, just, it was it odd was that Batman much. decided that he we talked about this. Earlier, but Batman was like, "We're going to do things my way," and he's standing in front of Black Adam, Sinestro, Luthor, Black Manta, and they're all Bizarro so, in the background. And, Bizarro, and they're all sort of looking at him like. What is this? I wanted somebody to really bitch slap and be like, "You really are not getting it." The way no, you're not. Oh, well, it was Catwoman. Oh, I like when Catwoman. She's just like, "They're in charge." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she had a good grasp of the situation. All you needed in that scene was for a gun to be cocked. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And you see, Batman's like, "What?" And my thing is that out of all the all the heroes that could be left over, okay, Batman, I see, Cyborg. Ugh. Who just appears magically like end. a genie? Well, I don't, I don't, I don't even. He's playing in Justice League. I, I don't even want to know what was rubbed three times before him to appear. <laughs> <laughs> well, they explain. I mean, like we said before, they explain that. And then he meets also with the with the Metal Men. Right. They reintroduced the Metal Men. Uh, I like the Metal Men. I don't. I, mean, I have a soft spot you, for them. I always do. Well, well if, you, like, if you liked if you liked the Metal Men before, you should pick up that issue of Justice League because I re- I really like that issue. Okay, that's good to hear. It's actually and I and I I never liked the Metal Men until neither I read, did I yeah, really. I I read it and which issue was that. Uh, I you know I don't know her number, but it's, it's of the Justice, Justice League, League issue. Okay. Probably two months ago, I think. Two so somewhere ago. about like twenty eight, yeah. probably twenty eight or twenty nine, because yeah, I think they're all and, and that was 31. good. And they show like Cyborg eventually meets up with um, who's the professor that creates them? Stein. Oh, wait, oh, oh the professor uh, is Professor um, Magnus. Magnus. Will yeah. Magnus. Yeah, yeah. So you know they explain that you know that Magnus is trying to do something for the military. You know he's trying to do experiments for the military, and then he creates the Metal Men, and he tells them to be heroes. And you know at first they're reluctant because they're all. You know the extremes of certain personality types, right. 
So, you know. Well, you his know. big thing is that he invented uh, basically an AI that was like, you know, superior to any AI that's ever existed in, right. you know, the history of computers. Because right. these things, they're, they're almost, it's almost like their AIs are like souls. You yeah. Know? But, but I mean, I mean that that was good. I mean, I, I enjoyed that. But that's not Forever Evil. That's an offshoot of Forever Evil. Well, right. it's yeah. part of the story. And so that that's why I had brought that oh, up, jokingly, is because you know, again, and this is I've I've mentioned it with um, most of the 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 series runs like these crossover things. Is that I should be able to read your main story and understand everything. I you know, I mean, even if you have to tell me, right? Even if you tell me, like, for instance, even if you tell me, like, well, see issue so and so, and this, and you know, but you have to tell me how Cyborg appears because again, in the book, he just. Appears that was uh, Justice League twenty eight with the Metal Man. Okay, that's why figure had to be like twenty eight, twenty nine. Well, whether you liked it or not, I have to say there was a lot of things that went on in this in this series coming out of it. Because I mean, like I said, Luthor becomes a hero. Right. Dick Grayson. Well, Luthor is going at being a hero. Uh, he's yeah, his version. <laughs> he's playing. His, at I, hero. He's playing his idea of being a hero. Richard Grayson becomes a spy. Yeah, that's good. The introduction of the Metal Man. Yeah, that'll be good. They change cyborgs. Uh, his his uh, armor, which is you know small change, but right. nevertheless a change. They introduced the concept of the Doom Patrol, which I love. I can't wait to see what they're going to do with the Doom Patrol. I, they're, they're one of my favorite groups. We, I, we I actually have a soft spot for yeah. them. Also, yeah, I, I love the Doom Patrol. Um, of course, there's still the question of where is Power Rings Ring? Uh, in the in issue of Justice League, I believe it's Justice League. The ring went off and found a new a new host. Jimmy Olsen, Jessica Cruz. Mm. She's oh, from right. Southern Boulevard. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> she's from Southern Boulevard on the Bronx. In the Bronx. Uh, uh, she, I hope the power ring then tells her to stop her gun snapping. <laughs> <laughs> now, is she um, is she from pr- uh, prior New Fifty Two? I I don't, I don't remember her at all. Okay. I, I think she's a brand new character because I don't remember Jessica Cruz. You can look her up. I, I don't. Is it K R or uh, Jessica C R U Z Cruz? Hmm. Okay. Well, I have a question. How did you guys feel about, I mean, I know you said you wish you saw more of the Justice League fighting the actual crime syndicate. How did you feel about the Justice League being stored away in the Death Storm? Is that a Death Storm? Firestorm. Firestorm. I'm sorry. Actually, Death Storm. okay, I'm probably the only one who liked it. Yeah, you are. I am the only one. <laughs> yes, in all the world, I think actually you are. I, I thought it was creative. That's the only, re- the only was, reason. I thought, I thought it was lame. Like if you told me that that's where he went for all of a millisecond, that you know, everyone went for a millisecond, and like you said, and then they came back quickly out. Okay, fight. I, I agree with you mean, that they were there the whole time. Just it just there, made but, no me, sense. but also, meanwhile, their comics are going on, you know, so that we know nothing's happened. I'd be like, you know, I'm like, well, what danger am I supposed to find out? I've been reading the Flash comics, yeah. and they're not telling old issues, so. Well, I mean, if you use that yeah. argument that for any issue of Justice League, you could say that. Right. Well, that's my whole point, though. I mean, like when Marvel, when Marvel first did these things and even Secret DC, Wars. yeah, the Secret War, even DC a little bit when they did Millennia and stuff like that, you know, and even the um, uh, the original Crisis on Infinite Earth, their comics were involved in these things because it makes sense. I mean, you know, you can't tell me Flash is in danger of being killed. And, but read the Flash comic and he's just fine. I mean, like, you know, because the thing is, DC supposedly is assuming that we're reading more than one comic book. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and especially if the um, you know stuff is bleeding into other books, you know, so that just kind of annoyed me with that because they kind of killed any suspense they had in their own story. So I'm putting Mike down as a I'm putting Mike down as a no, huh? <laughs> I think we kind of know Mike didn't like this. <laughs> I'm just oh. throwing it out there for the for, oh, for the fans who are listening else, for the first time. There was just a lot like of Nelson. Stuff. <laughs> well, I think we all the biggest. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna trash it. The the biggest error for me was Luthor. And we talked about this earlier. Right. Luthor being able to. Well, you know, start, we'll start up the. Let's start with. The, in, there's also the introduction of Alexander Luthor, 
who is now there the earth three universe version of shazam but his name is mazah mazaz mazaz uh, <laughs> which is shazam backwards if you guys can't figure that out for the hose at home if you haven't picked up on the reversing everything theme that's going on and now has gone way too far right that well that because first of all it's just a horrible name it's just, i mean mazaz is just like i don't even know what that is <laughs> you know they were trying to say massage well, it's, not any, it's not any. I'm here for a massage. I mean, Shazam a massage. is a dumb word if you really right. But at least so you know what it is. But at well, least you know. I mean, when it was first introduced, it's right. probably just as stupid a word as massage. Shazam. <laughs> I guess Think now we know that. where that came from. <laughs> but yeah, so so anyhow, so we have um, Alexander Luthor, who had been this hooded figure from way early in the comics, from, and from even in, was it even no, in, it no not Wars. the Trinity War, but right from the beginning from of the beginning the Forever the Evil. He's this prisoner, and that you know we all had thoughts of who it could possibly be. And nobody guessed. That. Well, I had no thought because I didn't give a damn. Um, <laughs> I remember Troy would text me and be like, "Yo, who do you know?" Who I, the did <laughs> I did care. I did care. Well, who who were some of the thoughts? Anybody? Um, I thought it was the alternate Dick Grayson. I okay. thought it was. Uh, I thought it was a couple of people that weren't that they haven't shown already. But Dick Grayson was on my list. Right. What about you, Troy? I thought it was Connor Kent. Oh God! I thought it was, <laughs> or their version of Superboy. That's oh what I Lord, help me! I thought oh, was, you know what? Worst Superboy Prime would have popped up. That <laughs> hey, who there is. It's possible. Oh, Anything's possible. God, that would have been horrible. I but, thought. I thought it was um, the Joker. Like it wasn't. Like, but they showed them die. That's why I didn't think that. Oh, okay. They showed Joker die. They showed uh, uh, Dick Grayson from Earth Three die. So I didn't think those two guys. I didn't. They didn't they, Dick Grayson got chopped up. The Earth Three. They, Dick Grayson got chopped up into different pieces. Like he put. He got put in different boxes. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. That was in one of those issues where they showed uh, Owl Man's origin. Right. Right. And they showed that he has this. You know, his partner was was uh, Richard Grayson, who was Talon on Third Three, and he was killed, and that's why he has this crazy. Uh, well, that's another thing. Well, Bruce, but I mean, well, he wasn't Bruce Wayne. He, he wasn't was, Bruce Wayne. He, he was, was Thomas Tom, Wayne. But he was Thomas Wayne Jr. Thomas Wayne Jr. Thomas right? Because he Thomas was Wayne son. Jr. shot. He was the oldest son. Yeah, he killed all. He killed his parents and Bruce. That was and a, Alfred was there. That was a bizarre looking scene. Yeah, that was just weird. Just you know. weird. Yeah. And pasty out that, for the outside. That, that actually was the only one that I was slightly interested in. I yeah. said, okay, I kind of like that. Well, it was just an interesting story, but not enough to make the book readable. You it was know? better than mom and pop slapping each other oh. over crack and cocaine yes, while, God, the, yeah. while the baby's falling down. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. saying, just a little side note there. Yeah, yeah what did bad. you think of Owl Man, like Owl Man's motivation that he wanted to be you know, partners with Richard Grayson? Like it just... He, he had a Richard Grace. His Richard Grace was it sounded he, like he loved Dick. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the bell? There we there go. There you go. I mean, seriously, I mean, I, maybe there was, you know, maybe their relationship was tight like that. I mean, because I mean, he was, because it wasn't just like, oh, wow, there's just somebody that I was close with. I mean, evidently they were pretty damn tight. The fact that he was obsessed with, yeah, with, he was with obsessed. Dick. That's what I I'm saying. Like, that. I think there was a little. He was obsessed with Dick? He was Where's obsessed with Dick. There you go. <laughs> seriously, I mean, I think there was something going so, on. So she's think, loving that one. Go he on. was going to be like, Dick! <laughs> if you don't know about that listen to episode three <laughs> but um yeah so i mean i okay I, I was reading them on the fly um i had already heard who it was going to be anyhow but i guess i really didn't give a damn I, I didn't give a damn about most of it but to find out was alexander luther i didn't care about that but then to find out that he is the reverse shazam you know it was just <laughs> insane and then it wasn't that he had powers like shazam ish because they never really got into it but then his his main power was if he if he killed a superhero he gained their powers not if the superhero right. died he actually had to kill them by hand or some right. form and i'm like well that just is 
stupid. <laughs> like, it just, it just, it was an unnecessary power ad that just. I, I it was actually, just weird. I actually, it was weird, but it was better than trying to reverse Shazam's powers, right. which they did with what he did, which which doesn't make sense. They decided to rever- reverse all the other crime syndicates right. got their powers because they're the reverse of you know our Earth Earth Prime heroes. But he has a whole different set of powers, which yeah. just doesn't make sense. Which, but I didn't mind because I just was like, "Hey, I, I was surprised. I didn't know who the hell he and was." And they were reversing it, so and right. he weren't reversing. It. I was like, "Okay, uh, yeah, but a for creativity and trying at least." Right, well, I'll give you that. So then, what happened to Billy? He he took Billy Baston. He even says it. He oh, says uh, he says who powers he uh, at least a couple of them, and one of them was Will Baston, which would be Billy, Billy Baston. Okay, unless that was his father. Unless. Oh, you know, no, like no, well, no, no. But that's why he wasn't a junior. But when he says he took him, what does he mean took? Like, he what took was his he? powers. He, but, I, we don't so, know. So he goes down the list. He doesn't say. So then, in other words, he was not actually Shazam. He's some kind of a maybe metahuman whose power is to steal other powers. Is what right. So basically, he was almost like he was parasite. Almost. Okay. Yeah. Which, uh, More which powerful actually, than pa- parasite. But, but, because but he I would right. But I would have been fine if they had actually said that that's who he was. Like that, he was a, a different version of Parasite. Right. Then I would have actually, except for the still same Azaz, but it would have helped a little bit more, you know. I think. Ow! I just banged my knee. <laughs> <laughs> bang uh, it, what did, bang what, it again. And what did you think of uh, banging his the knee? twist that he, he was the father of Superwoman's baby? Which came out of left field because I, yeah. I already thought she was a two-time well, slut because I thought it was well, Superman, first, I mean, Ultraman's, Ultraman, and then it was Owlman. No, first is. When they review it, it's like her and Owl Man talking. Right. And so then, you assume it's his baby the whole right, time. Right, exactly. Because, it's, by the way, she's with Ultraman. So, you know, Ultraman believes that's his baby. So, you know, we're led to believe for a long time that, you know, Owl Man is the baby. And then and then they release Alexander Luther. And yeah. it's like, oh, I'm, why, why are you? Be, uh, Ultraman's like, um, <clears throat> wait till Wonder Woman, uh, Superwoman comes. And the Superwoman's like, oh, I'm right behind you. With the father of my child, <laughs> our child, our child. <laughs> you know. But then what she the said hell? he's an our child. Well, I know. I felt like I was like reading it. And I'm like Mirabella. What? I thought it was a telenovela. Oh, you're missing is a few imbeciles and a. Yeah, I know. I was waiting. I was just like, oh my god, is she also the maid? <laughs> <laughs> so, it, <laughs> I can't believe you went there. <laughs> but what I was gonna say was, I mean, besides that. I mean, how did you feel about the? Because we're here, it sounds like we're talking about toward the end. How did you feel about how Lex Luthor dispatched of oh, Alexander Luthor? The dumbest. Let's just give a collective groan. I sound like you. A collective groan for that. Yeah. That, I mean, that is the uh, worst. Uh, worst. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, God. Someone just relieved themselves. Who was it? It was Jeff Johns. <laughs> All over that book. He well, evidently had the runs for days. Well, it was funny. I, I was wondering um, if they were going to go to Black Adam first, which they did. And they right. said, hey, why can you do it? More draws broken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Black Adam. With his jaw that never heals. I'm like, really? All the interest they sustain, they seem to be fine moments later. You know, he's magical. He should have healed by now. He's got, you know, the, the magic properties of blah, 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 you know. He should have already healed up. So that, that broken jaw for seven issues was annoying. But then you thought that, like I said, that he was going to be the end or the solution for Mazaz, and it turned out he wasn't. But he was a solution for Superwoman and her baby. <laughs> Who survived. 
Did she? Yeah, she's. I didn't, even, I didn't even notice. Which I, I'm like at how, the end. How, yeah, she. No, it's not. Remember, I didn't. I really didn't notice. Oh, she's in a like a, a, a cell. containment cell, which yeah. I, they don't say where the hell she's at because I'm thinking, well, she's as powerful as Wonder Woman, at least as powerful as Wonder Woman, and you put her in a cell. What the hell kind of cell could you create that keeps her? Well, I mean, they did create a room that's strong enough to hold in um, Doomsday, Doomsday. But that, so. yeah, that's true. They okay. did do that, so I guess. Yeah. So, but and but do we notice that? Now in the new fifty two, we can move worlds, moons now again because Who? Superman. Well, f- not Superman, but Sinestro and Black Adam moved oh. the moon yeah, back yeah. out of its orbit, back into its orbit. Right. You know, yeah, that's, which previously that's, we kind of got away from, and yeah. now we see people able to move the moon. That was also pretty bad. But uh, still, going back to what the cat was saying, though, is that uh, so what happens is that it turns out that uh, Black Adam, who is Alexander Luthor, don't forget that Alexander, of course, Lex is short for Alexander, so they are. The alternates of each other and uh you know he gets attacked by mazaz uh, luther gets attacked by mazaz excuse me and uh you know you just get luther just going well you know we sound the same so he just says mazaz or shazam which one and that brings down the lightning and that changes uh and alexander then, back into alexander luthor and, and then he just know. covers his mouth yeah and stabs him up yeah <laughs> well he was already stabbed yeah, he already had like he a. He already big... had stabbed, so he held it in into him. No, no, he was stabbed with that lightning rod by yeah. powering, and then he, he Luthor pulled out a knife. He, yeah, he had a and big stabbed him in his shank. He had a shank in his battle suit. That's how he killed him because he already had the rod, rod from oh, powering, and, and, and that's right before he to see he sees um what's Atomica. her Atomica and he's like yeah we're done with you and just steps and on her and just squashes her <laughs> and I'm like yeah because really teeny tiny people seem pretty vulnerable to me in the superhero universe they're they're second on my list to ar- to archers. <laughs> just, just one of those things. Archers one, uh, um, uh, uh, small heroes one a. Exactly, pretty much. So, uh, how do we feel about the way they kind of resolved everything? How I mean, obviously, we don't like the way that the heroes obviously showed up at um, issue seven. But We're now, here, but but now Luther finding some stuff out in his oh, own. Okay, yeah, yeah. So true. yeah, so at the end of that, uh, I, which I love the fact that. I mean, granted, I know it's for our point of view. I mean, I get that. But it's Luthor. Luthor, you know, he could probably tell you pie to three million places, you know, without even, you know, spitting out his lunch. You know what I'm saying? You know, he has to sit in front of a monitor with pictures of Bruce Wayne and pictures of Batman and the story about Dick Grayson. And then he's finally like, Batman is Bruce Wayne. Wow. And you're like, Really? You're just getting there. <laughs> Do you want to know what Superman looks like with his glasses on? Yeah, but I think I think but I, you know what I'll, I, I, don't, I'll I, I don't I don't I, I know what you're gonna say. He was Batman wasn't on his radar. Well, he but, wasn't thinking of Batman all this time. He was obsessed with Superman, right? But and, at the, and, but you at the know, same time, it, you would just think that he's that smart that even if he didn't know it for sure, he should just be like, kind of knew it. No, but I think was, well, the, 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 that moment was when when um, Batman was saving Dick Grayson's life and he hugged him, right? As he, 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 that but, was the moment. But, I think it was just right. kind of reassuring. And that leads me back to when we were having a discussion uh, before before the show is, okay, now Luther of all people certainly knows all the wealthy businessmen in the world. So you definitely knew who Dick Grayson was. And you didn't put it together in one instance that, wait, Dick Grayson is, is Nightwing and Batman has to be who? I'm going to piggyback <laughs> back on Troy's point. When you're an egomaniac who's obsessed with something, sometimes things kind of blind you. That, I'll, I'll, that, I won't give that. No, not, I, not, I for, not for I, Luthor. I, no, look, not for no, Lex here, Luthor. Here's, here's really the argument. Uh, you're saying that, it, that he knew Bruce Wayne and he he had to put it together that Bruce who's to say that he even thought about Richard Gray he's his ward doesn't mean he no he again has, I'm not talking about 
thinking about it prior to the revelation. Oh, as soon as, as right. soon as he exactly. Saw, my whole oh, point. I can, is, right. I, I that's can my whole that. point. It took him that. to the end of this story and and um, and to put the things near well, each other. For, it's like it's like dude. That's also for the second. reader, though. Right. I, well, I I started my statement with that. I said I get it's the visual for the reader, but the point still should have been issue one when this was announced. They should have had an aside to Luthor just being like, huh. I guess we know who, and you know, something like that. I should have seen how smart Luther was immediately, not seven issues later, sitting at home in front of a monitor, like with pictures going, oh my God, I've just now figured it out, you know, because that's what he was doing. Uh, you know, he, the thing is, um, like, he, Richard Grayson is his ward, but like, he was, he's not well known. No, okay. And Richard but, himself is not well known. But he would know, okay, Luther, just like he knew Ted Cord, Wayne makes. Um, they, would, they, they Wayne Industry makes a lot of stuff that Luther right. would also be in competition with. Luther would have to know something about everybody that he'd be in competition with. That's Luthor. You think he would know Richard Grayson? He's his ward of a billionaire. Right. Uh, he's the he's <laughs> right. Who but, now? Okay, again, who's a, again, an adult and he's not with who, him anymore. Like, who now has been revealed to be Nightwing? Everyone, because this is in their world. Everyone knows Nightwing was Robin. So that means there was a 14-year-old Robin going around battling crime. I and you're, you're telling nitpicking. me. No, no. It, <laughs> you, really everyone do. knew he was Robin. So a 14-year-old boy who is the ward of the billionaire is going around being a superhero. Who would not notice that? Well, gee, I would think that Bruce Wayne would notice that his ward is not around all the time. Gee, therefore, Robin, Batman, connection. And that would be, and again, I'm not saying he thought about it beforehand. Okay. But the moment that I just this is just one of those story things that I shouldn't have gotten that at the end with one of the smartest men in the DC universe taking to figure this out. This should have been issue one just to show me again how smart Luther is. That's what I want to see. Not so much that he just needed to know. It's to show me that Luther is that yeah, but, quick. But, but, yeah. but, and like you said, because it's for the reader, I think DC did that because that was their big surprise leading into the whole new well, arc, the new story arc. So they're not going to do it in the beginning because you're right. Luther. Sh- All right. <laughs> that was an interesting round. <laughs> All right, all right. I think Ralph's telling us it's move time, on. It's time for ratings. <laughs> so, all right, let's start off with RT Square Bell Winger Ralph the Tech. What do you give Forever Evil? I give for evil. Uh, what, forever, forever evil. For, for evil. For, for, for evil. evil. Oh, evidently I had the, the beer. This is, dragon, you, is this the Dragonberry rating? <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, you see what happens. I get drunker without it. For some reason, it actually levels me out. I don't know why. It's, it's weird. It's like a lot of weed heads I know. Go ahead. <laughs> Whatever. I give Forever Evil one and a half tanks that were not there. Oh, out of? Out of ten. Wow. One out of ten? One and a half. One and a half out oh, of ten. Oh, there, that's a difference. Wow. <laughs> all right. All right. Mike. Um... I give it a, a grand negative three for the earth that it's from out of 10. <laughs> Literally, I despise wow. every single iota about this story, including the issues that led up to this story. All right. All right. Well said. Troy? I definitely have much, you know, I didn't love it either, but I'm definitely uh, more positive than these guys. Um, <laughs> I would give it Probably because I like like what comes out of it. I'll give it six batterings out of ten. There you go. Wow, six batterings out of ten. Okay. I mean, I'll go on record and saying that. And that's our show. (laughs) (laughs) That's my line. Fuck you. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) don't even try. (laughs) All I'll say is this. Um, I didn't like it, but there are parts of it that I did like. I like the artwork by David Finch. Um, I I like his artwork. I feel like he's gotten better since he was doing New Avengers back in 06 and 07. Um... Some of the things that came out of it, eh, 
I feel like I, I hate the fact that when you're doing a story arc and you're ending a miniseries to get a setup for the other miniseries. Yeah. yeah. I hate that, that now. That, that, so, we didn't talk about that. Uh, it, oh, yeah, it seems true. to be the claim to fame now. It's a new fad. Yeah, it's a new black. So um, I'm going to give it three and a half bald Lex Luthers figuring out Batman is Bruce Wayne out of ten. Wow. So you really didn't like it that much either. <laughs> <laughs> We didn't mention the big reveal at the end, and oh, since true. we already said spoils, you know, at the end, at the end of, of Forever Evil, we find out that what, what was what chased the crime syndicate out of out of Earth three and destroyed their world and destroyed their world is the Anti Monitor. But they've been hinting at that for a while. And the Anti Monitor. Oh, well, the minute there was a red ribbon in the sky, anybody right. who read Crisis knew what was right. coming. But but then the even bigger part is that the Anti Monitor is gunning for. Dark side. I was gonna say apocalypse. Dark side. Also, and, there's a shadowy figure that we don't know. Who yeah, we don't know who. And we, we don't know who his Silver Surfer was. Basically, might be Superboy Prime. Eh, probably. Is. You never know. It probably Actually, is. It, it, it was me. Either that. Either that. I was wondering oh. why you're so difficult to find. But wait, <laughs> here, here's an idea that might just really. This, the, the, Troy, get ready. This will probably really upset your stomach. Here's an idea of who that person could have been that was talking to the Anti Monitor. If they do a slight play on the original story. It could be someone that's a harbinger of information who uh, eventually turned out to be Donna Troy. Uh, no. And that might be no, how they get her no. back to... I told you that would flip your no, stomach. That'll no, flip your stomach. No. <laughs> I'm going on record right now, and I'm lying when I say this. I will give up comic books if that happens. <laughs> but I'm lying. <laughs> okay, so there you have it. A look at Forever Evil. Most of the panel agrees that it sucks. Troy likes it, but Troy says, I will give up comics if Donna Troy comes back. So we'll be back with I more. I love it. I just like certain things. Well, 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 compa- well comparison to us. Yeah, comparison to you. Yeah, comparison to us. Okay. So we'll be back to, um, with more. Meanwhile, 22 pages later, after a break. Hey, guys. It's the master of the six claws here. That's right. Ralph the Tech. Just letting you know, once you show us some love, check out our Facebook page at Meanwhile 22 Pages Later, or hit us up on Twitter at Meanwhile 22. And you know, you can also check out our website. It's been up since the beginning of the show. I don't know why you're not there, at Meanwhile22PagesLater.com. And I know I'm the master of six claws, but you can give us six claws too. Just go onto iTunes and give us a review. And now let's get back to the show. Wrong hole. <laughs> yeah, you wish you wanted to hear that joke. But anyway, so now, second part of the show, um, we're going to talk about Once Upon a Time. I wish. Psych. <laughs> you would never get me to talk about Once Upon a Time. Hell no. Oh, the, the person that begged to see a, a, a fairy tale movie? I didn't beg. That was you. <laughs> you oh, I can't see. wait. I was, you hey, look, you, you know, were busy a, clapping your hands like a seal with epilepsy. Oh, oh <laughs> Every I, time that trailer came on. And now we apologize to all the epileptics. And, and you all were, the epileptic seals. <laughs> you were like, oh my God, I must watch that. Yes, yeah, I've yeah. been waiting for it. I, I watched Once Upon a Time and I'm proud I, of it. I'll put it this way. <laughs> I, yeah, brother. When we saw it together, I was kind of into it. And then um, one of, one of um, somebody brought to my attention... The um, Once Upon a Dream song, the way What's Her Name sings it now. Mm-hmm. And I said, wow, that's creepy. And then I saw that with that particular um, that trailer. Right. And I was like, okay, now I definitely got to see it. Because it seemed kind of darker and it seems going to be kind of evil. So I said, okay, I'm willing to do it. So right. for, for all you hoes at home, to quote MFG, um, what we're talking about today. What's up? Messed up? What the hell? 
Yeah, okay. Thanks for touching my buttons there, Ralph. Uh, <laughs> the technical guy had to adjust the He had to adjust my, yeah, buttons. <laughs> <laughs> All right, to get right to it, what we're going to be talking about now is the movie Maleficent, done by Disney. Um, and with a synopsis, and I was going to start a synopsis, I said, wait, did somebody for that? <laughs> is MFG Mike the finance guy? Yeah, I'm just going to get my union of synopsis sayers together, and we're just going <laughs> to pick it the hell out of your house. Say, are you going to say there's no, there's no words I can, I can use? <laughs> <laughs> well, the way they pick it, though, they just go out and they're like, well, we're going to pick it in the 2014 picketing. Of- <laughs> <laughs> some the, protest. The, the news people, why are you here? Well, you see... <laughs> Alrighty, uh, like the cap said, Disney fantasy gets a nice movie treatment. Uh, we have this year's Maleficent, starring Angelina Jolie and Elle Fanning in a Rob Stromberg production. So he's done a good job with this one. Um, we have the shortened version. You've seen Sleeping Beauty, Beauty, so that this is a story about that vindictive fairy, but maybe from another point of view that we didn't know. Was Maleficent really just a bad egg that didn't get invited to a coronation? Or did other stuff go on instead? Let's find out. <laughs> and, that, <laughs> and that's your synopsis? Really, how can you synop- um, do a synopsis of Sleeping Beauty that isn't Sleeping Beauty? Okay, um, Ralph, press the button, please. Warning, this segment may contain spoilers, so leave Ralph alone. We just had to do that, make sure we cover things. And we'll try not to spoil too much, but... It is a review, so we just gave you the warning. Get over it. All right, Monkeys so. take over the whole damn earth. They're intelligent. They kill everybody. <laughs> Except for Angelina Jolie, who turned into a man. The, don't forget about the tanks. Because tanks roll in, and they just start shooting everybody. <laughs> but they were driven by monkeys. Oh, my God. All right, all right. So Maleficent, which is not Once Upon a Time, which is interesting. I actually, in, in the beginning of watching this movie, I started thinking, is she in Once Upon a Time? And I don't watch the show, She's so I don't know. She's been in it. Has she been in it? Yeah, she was killed already. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Okay, so so Disney kind of took a different take altogether on this. Oh, no, she was just definitely, she was, I mean, she was a, an evil witch, just like a, like the normal fairy tale would be, except that uh, she had something that the queen, the evil queen needed in the fairy tale land, and then eventually she was a prisoner in our time and right. got murdered. So let's talk about what do we like about this movie before we bash it, or if not bash it, depending on how you guys feel. So what did you like about the movie? Oh, visuals were absolutely beautiful. Um, Stunning. Especially as much in that as IMAX still, 3D, huh? Especially in that $6 extra that it cost me <laughs> that I should have seen in regular D. <laughs> and see, would have been just as happy. Didn't I tell you at the theater that Ralph was going to say, well, thanks to me, we got and to see it. And that's why I keep throwing it in 6 bucks extra. It's like, we didn't see it any cheaper. We just saw it cheaper than if I saw it at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Right. <laughs> Everything that happens, happens for a purpose. Yeah. <laughs> I'll remind you of that when I'm banging on your door for your bank account number. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, it was, it was beautiful in 3D. I mean, it's one of those movies that, I mean, we've reviewed so many movies and we've seen them in 3D and we usually start off with like, you know, don't even bother or you'll see this one scene. I mean, I think 3D, at least for most of the movies I've seen, it works so well on um, big panoramic views. And this movie's full of big panoramic yes, views. Absolutely. So it's, it's just a feast for the eyes through most, not every particular scene, but through most of the scenes, it's a feast for the eyes. The scenes where she's flying oh, through the wonderful. valley. Or even just them showing the valleys was yeah. just beautiful, let alone her flying through them. Between, you know? it, it was very reminiscent for me of Avatar. Yeah. And not as colorful, but enough where certain fairies were certain colors and, right. and the greens and the lawns. And it was just... It, well, there was a touch of... Um of uh, Jim Henson to some of the creatures. Yeah. Yes. The, the, the round bulbous noses and the mm-hmm. big chins and stuff, you know, so that yeah. was kind of fun. I mean, I mean, I definitely thought visually was it was so for, stunning. I was looking for the strings when I saw them. <laughs> the wires. Now, was Angelina Jolie's face altered digitally? 
Oh, I don't think so. I, I think, think so. That it was just, I mean, because it looked very angular and it could look kind of smaller yeah, at the makeup. jaw. I think that was makeup, personally. You think so? Yeah. You're saying? Oh, they put prosthetics. Well, yeah, that's well, that's why I said I don't think it was digital. It's just makeup. You know, oh. Well, makeup prosthetics. I mean, but yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. I I, I don't think it was digital. Oh. It, it would be a waste of time. You can just do it so much easier with the yeah. prosthetic. I mean, they definitely glossed over. I mean, I mean, Angelina Jolie is beautiful and she looks great, but she doesn't look that smooth and great. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that, that makeup, that makeup and camera work was working a little bit heavier. I, I'll say she's one no thing. Famke Jensen. Oh, <laughs> the airbrush queen. <laughs> Famke Jensen looked like she's talking in fog all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever Famke Jensen shows up, ships crash into the nighttime cliffs. So oh. foggy, we can't see anything. I'm waiting for Mike to, to, to pedal back. No, but Famke Jensen, if you ever listen to this, please, I love you. I, Remember like I, last time? I, I think she's a great actress. But but, God, talk to that. Just calm down to your director, lady. Come on. But going back to somebody 40 years younger, Angelina Jolie. Oh <laughs> so Angelina. Yeah, thank you. So Angelina Jolie, I think, I mean, we talk about the visuals. I feel like Angelina Jolie's performance in this movie was fantastic. Oh, she did a great job. I think she, she really did, did really good. Job. We were talking about some of the, some of her some of the choices she made as an actress in showing what kind of person she was and what kind of things she held back. And I, I, I felt like it was very interesting, her pauses, right. um, the way she approached certain questions, her timing. It, and even with the quips, it just it felt like the Wicked Queen from the from the Disney film. But it was just better. Like, like I just felt like it was. I felt like I really had a witch in front of me. Right. It was really cool. What I liked about her, especially when she was throwing out a few quips, and again, they weren't. You know, she wasn't trying to be funny herself. I mean, she was throwing out quips, which of course is more incidental comedy, which you, you grow to love. Is that it didn't feel like she was trying to be funny. That's what I liked about yes. it, 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 because then it kind of takes away from the movie. It kind of starts to make it feel too modern. You know, like I, I, I like the fact that she just would have her, you know, her her remarks. Yeah. And they were more biting. And humorous at the same time, you know that kind of a thing. But she did she did a great job, and she looked great doing it. And you know, you really got you got involved with the character enough. You know, so I mean, like I said, between that and the cinematography, I thought it was a good job that way. And, and, and what do you think, Rob? I just thought the movie was awesome all around, man. Oh fuck! Oh, here we <laughs> go. Oh, fuck six claws. Oh. Can you let me finish before you start judging me? Well, you're, you're already sucking its dick. What the hell is going on? <laughs> it's like damn, no foreplay, cupping he, the balls. He, you know, he's sucking. He's sucking on both horns already. <laughs> right. <laughs> well done. I wanted. I wanted for that one. There we go. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that one was out of purpose. Yeah, you, you were reluctant to press it. Go ahead. <laughs> well, anyways, as I was saying before, I was rudely interrupted. <sighs> <laughs> yeah Mike stop the, the visuals were stunning you know and, and the acting was actually pretty good you know I thought it would be more you know uh, stiff I guess a little bit but it was actually and the story flowed well and it's like a, a new take on a classic uh, story that a lot of us have already heard before you know and I don't know it just like it, it captivated me and like it, it actually I felt connected with the movie Okay, I mean, I, I definitely, I mean, you definitely felt sympathetic for Maleficent. And um, wait till we go to the not like part of the, of this um, review because uh, when you said about the not the story moving smoothly, you said you know a new take, yeah, a new take, and, and that I'm gonna kind of I'll, I'll debate with you later on. But um, I mean, visually it was beautiful. All that stuff was beautiful. I, I mean, even the villain, I was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, you're always beautiful in the dark. Shit. <laughs> I Mike was good. crying <laughs> in one of the scenes. What did you What did you feel about the king? I felt like the king. I I, I saw Who, the king actor. Douche? 
<laughs> but you know what's funny? I saw the king in the beginning and I recognized him. I'm like, he usually plays like really odd or mean characters. And I was like, oh, sure enough, there it is. <laughs> Mr. Charlotte Copley, as his name is, yeah. otherwise known as Stefan. You know who it was? He was actually playing the Mad King from Game of Thrones. I wouldn't know that. Yeah, that's, that's who it was. <laughs> that's a no, but he, he was like King Douche. I mean, he, he did a good job, I mean, but he was just such a douchey character to begin with and then it was just like oh you were just an utter ass and you know by the time I, it ends it was kind of hard for me to hate him too much it wasn't not for me well because i just enjoy the accent oh okay so you would have done him <laughs> in a heartbeat <laughs> in a heartbeat no no no, no, no. He, he had an like an irish scottish yeah accent. he had a, I, yeah, he, he, he was I like i was him. i was thinking i'm like because at one point he was talking and I was just like waiting for him to go for freedom. <laughs> so I'm like, why is he Scottish in this land? What what realm are they in exactly? You know. And then Angelina literally had like a British accent. Well, she had an odd, yeah, I mean, kind of British-ish. Yeah. 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 Not Madonna British. No. Wow. <laughs> Not Madonna British. But uh, it was an odd accent. But I mean, it was it was an effective accent. But uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I liked them because I hated him. I, I thought the yeah. guy did a good job as being the mm-hmm. douchey king. You know. Yep. Um, I thought. Now, what did you think of Aurora? What did you think of um, Sleepy Beauty herself? Are, are we on dislike yet? Or can I just? Can <laughs> oh, then, then we should hold off because I'm not a big fan of hers either. Okay. <laughs> are, are we doing with our likes? Because I was going to say the one other thing I liked. I mean, I liked most of the script too. Again, the costumes, most, but, are, costumes, well, were great. costumes were great. Um, you know, they they did a good job of um, the costumes. I also thought they did a good job of lots of um, scene moves. Like I love the first time we see her as she will fully be the evil self, um, and it's the shadow of her as she's entering the king's castle. Because that was very much a Disney thing where you just see her, because it was, you know, you got the shadow with the full horns and everything. Like, yeah. So I love the way it was shot. And like I said, I liked most of the script, meaning I liked the beginning and I liked the end. Yeah. For the most part, the end. <laughs> you know. All right. All right. So I, mean, I feel like we're winding up for the um, what you didn't like part. So let's go for it. What didn't you like? And you said Aurora, so... Yeah, MFG, I, go for she it. She seemed a little ditzy. dumb blonde. Yeah, yeah. They just they didn't they didn't flesh her out as a character. Um, I mean, not that they they delve deeply, you know, in psycho, you know, psychological in every character, but but I thought that the king, like, you understood what Stefan did, whether or not you agreed with it or whatever, but you got his motivation and you grew to see him grow into being a douche and then to being a paranoid douche, <laughs> you know. Um, and Maleficent, you saw her go from loving to misunderstood you know to protector to evil ass bitch to you know um growth of of redemption you know so you saw all of that but aurora it was just like like i said it was just like she got hit with an idiot box (laughs) right it's because she she was she was wished to be always happy right i mean and, and it showed but it was so bad it was like i kept thinking that she was special <laughs> I mean, you she took the words laughing. out of my mouth, she, I, and she I felt was like just I was constantly gonna... laughing at everything. You know, yeah. She's like, so you know, what, what's going on? What's wrong? I'm like, oh my god, somebody punch her in the face. Let's yeah. see if she gets angry. It's like a leaf hits her in the face. <laughs> <laughs> well, when she found out she was cursed, she got angry. Yeah, yeah. finally, like, don't not, touch not, me. Not. You're the evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I came too late. I, yeah, but by that point, I, but by that point, they didn't make me like her yeah. <laughs> i don't know what annoyed me more aurora or the, or the three bumbling fucking fairies that had to watch her aurora <laughs> or, 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 aurora next to the fairies <laughs> <You know>. <laughs> together <laughs> pretty much yeah and, and and the fairies i mean now granted i know they're trying to keep the essence of the of the original cartoon with the three fairies right and they're trying to keep it a little bit lighter because it is going to be something kids are going to see right but oh my goodness, they were annoying. It, they weren't even yeah. fun. Yeah, they were. They were a bit too much on the annoying. End, it was too know? much slapstick. It was yeah. like the Three Stooges. What, what 
the the simple fact that you're in charge of this baby's life, you don't even know how to feed it. Right. I mean, come on. And, and evidently never learned because no. you, you got the, the hint, by the way, um, after the I've curse has been gone told, on, yeah. you, you know that uh, we see immediately, actually immediately after the curse has been laid by Maleficent at the baby's uh, introduction to the kingdom. Um, and it's still little it is an infant. It's like, you know, maybe just days old. Uh, the fairies are ordered to take it away because Maleficent has cursed it. Um, that at the what the sunset of her 16th birthday, she will prick herself upon a, a spinning needle that fall into a, a forever sleep. She follows the fairies right to the baby, basically, it, that they, and helps feed it unbeknownst to them because they have no idea what to do. So I'm thinking, I don't think they ever learned how to actually make food for it, and, right. you know, stuff like that. So it, it was it went a little too far. I think they should have had inexperience, not complete stupidity with the fairies. Because it just didn't jive, and it kind of made the story falter at that point. Well, yeah, because you're like you're you're a grand king, you're gonna trust it to these freaking dolts. And by yeah. the way, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, bro. And you even hear once where Aurora's practicing her speech of what she's gonna say right. to them. She's like, oh, and, and oh, except for that one time where you mistakenly tried to feed me spiders, which means she has to have memory. So now she's older. So this is not a big. You know, you're yeah, like, right. how much have you not learned to make food in all this time? Um, but but the thing that got me, I mean, one huge plot point that just got to be that the moment it happened Maleficent's curse was very specific mm. she wasn't like I curse your daughter to eventually die whenever that happens horrible 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 she said on the sunset of your of her 16th birthday she will prick herself upon a spinning needle and fall into a forever sleep king what does he do does he raise his daughter with love and care for 15 years and and, and 364 days nope. nope send her away bring her back in 16 years in one day why <laughs> she's evidently in no danger whatsoever until her 16th birthday yep. in fact you could even have cake with her that morning <laughs> and she'd still be okay like it was just one of those things where you're like well that made no sense at all well of course yeah. he did a man thing and had a knee-jerk reaction and said okay burn all freaking spindles <laughs> which and i turned around during this time they had thousands of spindles in this castle so i turned around and i'm like is their main export spindles because i mean there there could there had to be like nine spindles per household <laughs> i looked into um the their their production their chief export is actually spindle factories ah there you go <laughs> i was like they, they, they put all these spindles there, lit it on fire. I'm like, that's your answer? That's what you're going to do? No, but then after you light them on fire, you know, maybe you should, like, do something with the wood that's there. You know, don't just leave it locked well, up. Well, it's really, they didn't destroy the spindles. They just kind of ruined them for yeah. good use. Yeah. You know? yeah. But it wouldn't have mattered anyhow as we saw that it was, it, it, the curse was completely magical. So it would have made a spindle out of a rock if it had to. I mean, it was it was going to happen. You know? Right. This wasn't one of those happenstance curses. This was a, this curse will happen no matter what you try and do. Yeah, but then even when she tries to lift the curse. Right. Well, that was, it was all a good sign, you know, so we're kind of jumping a little bit ahead. So, right. you know, you're getting the story and what we're finding out is different in this story is that uh, from the regular Sleeping Beauty verse, is that instead of it just being cut and dry, she's the villain, but let's move on about Snow, about Sleeping Beauty. This, uh, since it is the Maleficent movie, is that we're finding out that she cursed the kid because Stefan, before he was king, had, you know, they had fallen kind of in love with each other for the most part as youngsters. And, uh, but he was always ambitious. He wanted to be king. And, when, and he disappeared for a right, while. And he disappeared and lived amongst, I mean, he was human, but he stayed amongst the humans, not visiting her for several years. Um, and when uh, the king tries a failed plot to take over Maleficent's um, moor, where all the magical people seem to live, all the magical things seem to live, 
the king was gravely wounded during that battle and uh, swore his kingdom and kingship, kingdomship, I should say, or kingship, I guess that's right, to whoever could kill Maleficent. And so we get Stefan going back, and instead of killing her, he takes her wings. Because he can't kill her. Because he can't kill her. Because he does have a feeling. He has feelings for her, but his greed is still a little bit stronger. Comes back, the king believes he's dead. He becomes king, blah, 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 blah. So now Maleficent is mad because, you know, not only has he stolen one of the things she probably prized the most about herself, which were her wings, he also broke her heart, saying that his kiss was true love's kiss originally, and that he, you know, obviously would love her forever. You know, so we also found out that... (laughs) For all of you that didn't know, that doesn't seem to happen very often. <laughs> My question is, you know, after everyone sees her going to, uh, to see the baby, after, you know, he's already claimed that he's killed her, why doesn't nobody say, wait a second, she's still alive, you ain't supposed to be king, what's going well, on here? Who's going to say that? The, the, he's king. <laughs> You're not supposed to be king. Okay, off with his head. <laughs> okay, kill that peasant. Anybody else? <laughs> Anybody else disagree with the yeah, way you I king? disagree. Oh, well, here's somebody that disagrees. No, I, Gigi. I, well, actually, I think one other person would be like, does anyone else agree? Disagree? Uh, uh, my wife over there, she disagrees. <laughs> <laughs> All Gigi, Gigi, by the way, had saw the movie for, for once, sees the movie before I do. Woo, it you went, go, Gigi. With, yeah, whatever. So she sees it last night and she says- Did she, she see it with the good looking man? <laughs> I wasn't Woo. there. Oh, I wasn't there. <laughs> so there's nobody else. Um, one of the points she made, she said that she didn't enjoy the male king. It's funny because she left three points. She wanted Did she to enjoy left- the female king? <laughs> <laughs> are, are you reading her or are you just quote, uh, misquoting this crap? I'm reading also, I didn't enjoy the male king character. Ah, okay. That's why I'm reading it. <laughs> so uh, how, do we, how do we feel about, about um, the way he got the wings? Um, I mean, I thought it was pretty horrific. Actually, I was thinking like, I'm like, Man, I wonder what is the age group that they're expecting to see. I guess PG-13, so really you shouldn't be under 13. At well, that age, you could kind of accept it. But you know someone's going to bring their 8-year-old. And I'm like, oh, that was... They didn't, didn't really show these, him, Right, yeah. they didn't see it, but it's still grotesque when you realize that you had to cut off someone's wings. And I think as a kid, you're kind of like, ah. it's, yeah. like it's like cutting off a bird's wings. I mean, you know. Well, well at least you didn't leave like, you know, a stumpy kind of thing where you actually see something flat. This is a clean cut. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny because the reason why I mentioned that because I, I, I felt a little bit like that too. I was like, wow, this is a kid film. But Gigi had also said like, you know, like she, uh, she was, what she say? Oh, about, you know, that he cut her wings and she didn't feel it. Like, what the fuck? Did, <laughs> did he roofie her? Yeah, he did. I was about yeah. to say, by the way, this is the second film in about a month and a half that I've had somebody be roofied. And I'm getting tired of this. There was like a, a if you look. Oh no, we, oh, no, we see that, Wait, but it's like the bottle. So, so right. you mean to tell me you roofied and you don't feel a goddamn thing of somebody well, sawing at you? We didn't. We didn't say it was our roofies. It was. <laughs> it was a magic lands roofie. I mean, evidently Gigi she was out for answer. that count. Gigi is your answer. It's a magic roofie. <laughs> MFG says so. There you Kick go. his ass. <laughs> in, in production now. Contact MSG if you want off a bio. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I was a little bit. I, I didn't, I'm not sure if I liked the whole roofie thing. I was like, right, what well, was what the other? <laughs> she just sat there blindly. What are you doing? No. Hey, what look over doing? there. What chop? <laughs> what Did it? you just touch my back? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well, gotta fly. I mean, gotta run. <laughs> what about the the, the 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 thing about her being weak to what was it? Um, metal with iron? Well, I, all, that's standard for all yeah, fairies. All, oh, all see, fairies are, yeah, all fairies are vulnerable. I don't watch Once Upon a Time. Well, that's not Once Upon a Time. Read your fairy tales. Any, any, like I've read. Tons of stories where it's like different authors. And yeah. Like the main uh, common denominator is that fairies are uh, vulnerable to iron. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of the magic things throughout history, I mean, for whatever reason, I, and I forget, I've read the reason why it's supposedly 
is that case, but I can't remember now what it is about iron that fairy is a connection other to the earth or something, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So that was standard. Yeah, and, and I guess, but I, but I, but at the same time, it it seemed to like really really hurt her, but not really 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 that much. <laughs> you know, like, that ice part was very inconsistent. It's hmm? like a burn. But I mean, it, it was just like well. I mean, could, but it, I mean, but it really burned at the time. And but then later on, when, when she's battling it more closely, I'm like, well, if it hurts that much, well, <laughs> you know? direct contact is when she was wearing like a skin thing, you know. Yeah, it was, just, it was just one. Well, no, I it, think no, they call them clothes. No, but it actually, no, it burned through her clothes because remember, it was red hot and burning through her leg when he swooped it around her pantsuit towards the end. She had to get it, and, and she had to use her bare hands to get it off. Right. <laughs> so I was just like, I don't know how that works, but I'm, I'm accepting well, of it. Did you notice that Catwoman like? Uh, I did not like that suit. I did not like that cat suit. It was completely out of place for the. Uh, for it was the only. It was for, the only costume that was out of place in that movie. Yeah. For a moment, I thought she was Catwoman. I'm like, holy shit, Halle Berry. <laughs> God of all Catwoman. No, Ralph was getting hot. <laughs> the kit. He saw somebody in a black suit that wasn't Black Widow. He's like, oh. <laughs> and Angelina Jolie is oh the right God. woman to go oh to. Yeah. Really? You saw Wanted. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You're absolutely right. You're right. You're right, MFG. She looked like a crackhead in that one. But Angelita Boney. Wow. <laughs> this one, she looked all right. Especially oh, she with, looked good. With her new cans. Yeah. Her new cans. Yeah. Her new cans. Wow. But You're such a classy guy. I don't, I, I, I don't know why we're not sitting here with Mrs. Ralph right now. Because <laughs> uh, she's in the car downstairs waiting for her. Yeah, she's the opposite of Ralph. She's like from Earth 3. She doesn't want to spoil things, so she stays in the car. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what else is it you didn't like? Mike, you mentioned something before about the way the story was told. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's what I was saying before. Like, I, the, the opening, not, not just when I say opening, I don't mean like the first five minutes. I mean, the, the first good half an hour, 40 minutes was very solid. I mean, it was a very good story. I mean, they, they set up very well about, you know, why you should feel bad for her later on, like why you should have any feeling for her, in fact. Um, you know, between the beauty of the film, between the 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 lightness of it, and then the the, the hardship and all that, it was right. just so well told. And the ending, even though some of the end got a little rushed, um, it still was very solid, cleaning itself up. It was the middle, and I think it's because you know, as a fairy tale itself, the original fairy tale, it's not very long. And if you if you're telling the Sleeping Beauty tale, since we all know it, it makes sense in a certain string. This one, since you're changing the focal point, they knew what they wanted to do in the beginning, which was set up why you should like her and feel bad if anything bad happens. And the end, of course, is the resolution. It's their middle that it just felt like they had no idea what they wanted to do. I know those, they, they those wanted those right, in there. You wanted to, to add an, it, the element of, of finding out that she has feelings for Aurora. I mean, motherly feelings for Aurora. I get that that's what you wanted, but they had like half an hour to fill it. And in that, it just, it was way too blank of, of a movie in that spot. You know, so I, I think it definitely it fell down in that part for me. I mean, you won't fall asleep, but it's just story wise, yeah. it just kind of went I, blank. I agree. I felt like it, it moved. I mean, you, you you describe it as stretching it out a little bit. Yeah. I describe that it, it moved slower because I guess it was filler and it wasn't as interesting. Right. Um. I mean, you introduced the Prince Charming character, and you know, right. I, I I was just like, really, that Philip, Philip, Philip whatever, Philip. Yeah. So so he's introduced, and and they're and they're you know gawking at each other, and in my head, I'm like. This is not going to work because, you know, I just felt like it was one of the things Mike has mentioned before, like in Dark Knight Rises. So you mean to tell me you met this person a couple of minutes ago and you're already in love? <laughs> stupid. <laughs> stupid blonde. Stupid Jane Foster. <laughs> stupid Jane. That's, that's a better. That's a better analogy. <laughs> stupid Jane. There you go. 
And for, and for the audience, says, no, you meet somebody for a couple of minutes and already you're in love. That's what we're referring to. So yeah. hey, we're not talking about love at first sight. We're talking about the obsessive love later on. I'm still thinking about you. <laughs> Who are you? Well, <laughs> think about it. You know, it's teenagers. Hormones are raging. You don't know what's happening to your body, man. Right. But first, it's, first boy you've seen in ever. Right. So, right. But but, but but we're not getting her perspective. We're getting his perspective. And as it, and since we've all been teenage male, we can all tell you right now that between whoever you might find sexy and that piece of wood that you'll also find sexy <laughs> over in the corner, that piece of linoleum later, the book in the corner, the sock <laughs> hanging hanging from you. <laughs> yeah, it's all love at first sight. <laughs> true, true, true. All right. What did we feel? What, what did you guys feel about? It's funny we didn't mention him. Diaval. Um, yes, Diaval the Crow. I like. First of all, I love that name. Uh, I was uh, kind of like. Uh. I was air about the name. I just think it's a I cool like, name, Diaval. I just think it's just, it's just so unusual. And I better not hear of a child named Diaval later. It's spelled incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but you but you like the character. I like the character. I mean, he. I think. I mean, when I say um, adding more humor, I don't mean slapstick and spiel. But I think I actually would have enjoyed if he added just a touch more humor to the story, just a touch. Even though he did add some, um, because he definitely was her foil. I, I was he, say, you know, he definitely was there to to poke fun at her and whatnot, and, yeah, and to because be he was, from her as but well. But he was a subordinate, so right. in, in a way, you know, you had to be careful because he wasn't he wasn't older than her, so you couldn't do an Alfred Batman kind right, of right. thing. Yeah. No, know. but I mean, but I mean, like for instance, like uh, anyone, uh, I don't know how far you've gotten along, but anyone who's read the Sandman, for instance, Matthew, his crow, is just you know, even yes. though he's respectful of the Sandman, because of course that's his lord. Um, he still will throw some cracks out, you know, right. and stuff like that. And and then and Diaval did as well. I was just saying that I would have enjoyed a couple of more. Like I said, I don't want to see slapstick or you know too out of hand. I just I, it's just kind of like Alfred. I like a little bit of you know commentary to kind of knock the peg down off your your um, heroes and antiheroes a bit. You know, yeah. I just found that fun. But I, I I liked him as a character, and I liked their usage of him as a character as well. You know, it's funny because you mentioned him and I started thinking about the movie as a whole. And now I know what the real problem for me was. You make the movie as you're telling another story, but I wanted it to still be like the, the, the Sleeping Beauty where she was actually evil. Right. And she was like, you know, dispatched of and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Even if you tell a slightly different story and a more compassionate story on her end. Right. Where, where well, she turns into the dragon. Where, where, where Melissa turns into the dragon and all that right. stuff. I mean, they did nice little spins on it. But I feel like, you know, the way they, they, I feel like they sold me one thing and told me it was something else. Right. Well, I mean, they did tell you it's Maleficent's tale. I mean, obviously they didn't say what that means. And I know that's leading back to what you were saying when Ralph had said, uh, you know, that it was it was a new take. Yes. And it, it is, I mean, you know, it, it would have been a new take about 10, 15 years ago before Wicked had come out and did the same, right. a, 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 a better done spin, let's say, on a tale. Um, but, 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 but Wicked the, Wicked made a spin and it still fits within the, within Wizard of Oz. You know, like you, you don't have to change Wizard of Oz that much. Right. You just change how you look at certain characters. This changes everything right. about Sleeping exactly. Beauty. Yeah, no, so exactly. It's, it's 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 a it's a new take, but you're rewriting the whole story of the Sleeping Beauty. Right. So it's like, well, it's not Sleeping Beauty now. It's like Sleeping Beauty Earth Two. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Personally, I well, think especially this one because I think Sleeping Beauty didn't she fall asleep for? I mean, it was outlandish. Was it like two hundred years or like it was either fifty? Or it, was, it was. She was asleep for a very long. I don't know about two hundred. Like, I mean, in, in the cartoon, in right. the cartoon, they made it. Like, well, I mean, I'm talking about a, Disney yeah. version of Sleeping Beauty. I think she was asleep for 
I thought she was asleep for a very long time. I think it was like a year or something. I thought it was way. I thought it was, I think it was a I year thought, also. I thought it was way past because I don't think her family was even alive any longer. It's and I think cool. the I thought the, the the kingdom even had kind of worn away. Yeah, but I thought, even, but, but, but even if you did it for six months, yeah, I mean just whatever. Even if you did it for, for 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 a significant amount of time, you could have done that, and it would have built it anymore. I felt like the the sleeping part was like, oh yeah, she fell asleep. Oh no, she really did only have a quick cat nap. Yeah, it's God. <laughs> 100 years. I, I was. Wow. Whoa, Mike knows his fairy tales a little bit Well, there. Mike, you are 100 years old, so what the hell? Of course you know about that time. He was span. probably there with The Grimms misspelled that. <laughs> he probably adjusted Sleeping Beauty's pillow. <laughs> you look so uncomfortable. <laughs> but yeah, I felt like they, they, they you know, they, they just totally rewrote it. And I don't like what they rewrote. I mean, uh, okay. you know, I feel like if they would have done a couple of changes, like maybe if Melissa, Maleficent would have died at the end. I might have still liked this tale a little bit better, but the fact that they changed it all from what Disney's saying it was, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like, uh, it's like anytime that we're watching a comic book So you're movie. really just a Jennifer Anderson fan. You hate Angelina Jolie that much. <laughs> <laughs> hey, have you seen Jennifer Anderson and, me, and We Are the Millers? God damn. She plays the best stripper I've ever seen. <laughs> I guess you haven't seen many strippers then. <laughs> well, okay, on they, film. They have to, on they, film, because the last stripper I saw before her was Marissa Tomei in The Wrestler, and she's beat the fuck up. Marissa Tomei <laughs> looks horrible. Who else was in The Wrestler? Mickey, Mickey, uh, Work. Uh, Mickey Work. Was he stripping too? Thank God. <laughs> Do we count Selma Hayek in uh, From Dust Till Dawn? I yeah, not about that. Yes, you do. Enough said. Hands down, I win. <laughs> Troy was like, stripper? Jennifer Aniston? I'm in this conversation right now. Hold on. Get away from that mic. <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to add before we go to ratings? I'm good. I think I'm pretty good. Okay. So ratings for Maleficent. I'll start off by saying because of, I mean, it was beautiful. It was stunning. But because of... Um, where they took the story and how it ended, I'm gonna give it a seven broken wings and hitting in a ca- hidden hidden in the castle out of ten. So I think it was good. It's good to watch. I just don't like where the story went. And as you said, there's parts where you know they stretched it out. Well, I'll say it slowed down for me. And you know, it's I'll still say go see it, but you don't have to rush out to see it. And I won't say make it a matinee. You can make it like a a good movie night with with people that you're cool with. But just expect you're not gonna be. As happy as when you saw the previews. That's a long rating. It sure is. Ralph. <laughs> I give it one ditzy blonde and four awesome maleficence. One Seven. out of four? Four out of five. Oh, four out of five. Okay. I'm like, Count. One blonde, one ditzy blonde, and four maleficence gives you five. five. So five what? I missed that rating. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> fine, fine. Yeah, what the? I'm like five. five aw- four awesome maleficence. Out of five. five. Okay. What did the one that's Blonde have to do with anything? Yeah, well, she he, he was trying to be clever and add all them together, but and it's like saying, he added I, I, have a, I have one dollar and six nickels. <laughs> that doesn't make seven dollars, jerk. <laughs> it doesn't? Damn, my brother died. Lied to and me. I'll wow. say what I always say again. Product of the New York school system. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Excuse me, and everybody can go to some Philly private school. <laughs> we, we just call it over. I went to the Xavier School for exceptional students. All right, Damn fresh, right. All right, Fresh Prince of 33rd Street. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, the finance guy, what's your rating? Um, not too far off from yours, though. Um, like I said, I enjoyed the movie. I found it a little bit slow in the middle. Um, and it's, it doesn't take too much off of it, but it's slow in the middle and just a, a few points here and there. I'll give it a, 
I'll give it a pretty solid seven and a half. Uh, my, my, my. Uh, yeah. Out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> I loved when she, when, when, she, when she spoke, especially when she started becoming evil. Well, oh, that is, I'm sorry, that is one thing, and that's actually also part of why I wouldn't have made it an eight or something like that for the rating. That was the one thing I wanted to mention. They, they just, on a dime, she just went from, I love life, I hate you all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that I thought was too rapid, because you got no sense of time that it was nothing more than, let's say, one solid day between losing her wings and coming back to the moors again. Like, you know, she walked away, came back to the moors, I mean, and she was evil, evil and i'm just like okay you didn't even have time to get pissed you just went to like sheer evil because it was right after that that you know all hell was breaking loose yeah so that was my only thing it was just like she turned on a dime i was like wow well you mean to tell me love has never turned anybody evil that fast or or grouchy that fast i think i think (laughs) i can find out that somebody that you says the man that sleeps with one eye open (laughs) (laughs) hey Gigi's puerto rican she got a knife somewhere (laughs) mike doesn't have to worry about that you know? That's true. That's yeah. true. I guess. But, I'll know. die alone. Or <laughs> well, not that. Cause... I'll just die alone. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph's like, but that's not what I meant. Well, fuck it. You're running with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there you have it. Maleficent, according to us, pretty magnificent. Um, While you save that gem for how many oh, years? Oh, I hope they make a hey, movie called I, Maleficent. After the way, after the way they closed out the, the last segment, you know, I had to make up for it. So, guys, give us a couple of seconds because Geeks on the Go is next. Geeks, Geeks on, on the, the go. go. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> all right, and all right. Michael wins that round of who can say it first. Mike wins. Mike wins. I'm just sitting here. I'm like, I wonder if I will. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I got you, MFG. Are <laughs> you still mad about me trying to do the synopsis how many episodes ago? You, you, you don't do again? a synopsis. I do a synopsis. Damn right. <laughs> you you want to try it again? No, that's fine. I'm, right. oh, I'm fine. I'm fucking okay. <laughs> but He's going to cry about it. Let him do it again. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> Mother. Geeks on the go. <laughs> now you know how we feel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we get to the whole thing, I wanted to add something. Um, Gigi wanted me to re- remind you that she she wanted to add her rating also. She gave Maleficent six out of ten fairies. Ooh, very nice. So I guess she liked I the thought she was just it. calling to remind us that uh, the Dragonberry was low. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> well, she, she said she liked it, but... You know, and she, she had a lot of the same complaints we did. So oh, well, six out of ten. All right. So, you know, the segment, um, I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek and we never make it under a minute. Nope. But we got three people, so we're not making it under a minute. So we should make it two minutes. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> MSG just wants to fuck with me. All right. Ready, everybody? All right. Cool. Ready, yep. set, and go. Go. I'm born ready. Hold on a sec. Oh, oh, Mr. Bourne. And now, we gotta, now we got to fill in the dead air. So, MFG, tell me about what's been going on new in your apartment. <laughs> <laughs> He's born ready just like the Bourne Ultimatum was a good movie. Wow. <laughs> He's fucked up. Do you like any of the Bourne movies? Oh, the first one and the second one, if I remember correctly, I like. But the first one was great. You don't remember the third one? I can't clearly remember it. I, I remember I like, seeing it. I like the third one. The third one was good. I, 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 I wrapped it up. Enjoying it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, no, you know what? I oh, wait, oh, hold on. <laughs> timer off. I just didn't like the explanation <laughs> they kind of threw in towards the end. I, I thought that was just a little bit like ho-hum. That was the only thing I didn't I like about that movie. Okay, so now, now we're ready. Another. Okay. Oh, that's where it was. It yeah, was right there. What, nice ah, going. There go. All right, ready, set, and go. Is there a Marvel hero who shouldn't be an Avenger? Who, who, shouldn't? It, who who should be an Avenger who isn't a member already? If so, who? 
Ralph. There's nobody that's not an Avenger? It's the same thing I thought when I read the question. <laughs> <laughs> Mike. Um, I say because there is no one that's not Aunt May. <laughs> you could have said Deadpool. <laughs> no, I couldn't have. Troy. The Silver Surfer. Okay. Yeah, that's Has he been an Avenger? No. No. Oh, okay. been an Avenger. All right. Wow. What power do you feel is overused among superheroes? Mike. Healing factor. Stop it. <laughs> okay, Ralph. Super strength. For once, I want to see someone that has super weakness. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Troy? I was going to say super strength, but he took it. I'll say super speed. All right. Super speed. Speed is a whack. Um, what, could, what could make Cable a more useful character in the X-Men universe? Troy? If he was used as what he, he really is. He's the X-Men soldier. Just use him as a soldier. He should be like, they bro- break open a, a box when we need him. <laughs> break open a box. Time is up. We're going to keep going. Mike? Uh, what can make Cable more useful? Dying. <laughs> I should have I should have put a thing saying don't and dying doesn't count. Ralph, <laughs> uh, just you know, obliterating him from the universe altogether. Altogether. So dying. No, no, no. I mean, like erasing even the fact that he died. <laughs> that would I, be helpful too. Like Sentry. <laughs> <laughs> and last question: Captain America and Superman are are together at a bar. What is a what is Guarantee you will hear from one of them, Troy. The swoosh has Superman sw- sw- you know, flies into the bar. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> okay. Okay, Ralph. Hey, you're gonna hear Captain America go to Superman play. So Wonder Woman, huh? Are they real? <laughs> <laughs> and Mike, um, what's one of them guaranteed to say? You're here, here to say, um, I've got protection. Let's go back to my place. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I didn't say which one. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> we boldly go where no man has gone before. Or some man. Well, has I guess Sergeant like Kirk is there. <laughs> Kirk there too. Captain's long. Because that's what he would say. It's long. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking stupid. All right. So, and there you have it <laughs> for MF. Oh, what you say, Troy? You're not answering? No, I don't answer. Oh. <laughs> I was curious. <laughs> So for MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, RT Square, Ralph the Tech, and our DC correspondent, Troy, this is the cap saying, keep it geeky. And next week, there might be a Gigi sighting. Ooh.